so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. So yeah, we're about halfway through the se- the season, uh, and we are at the second X Files ripoff of the season, Family Remains. Um, this is one of two episodes in the entire series that does not feature any type of supernatural monster. Hmm. Yep, only humans. Nice. Well, humans are the scariest monster. Yes, they are. Um, and, and this is also sort of like Dean references ripped from the headlines. Um, also, is kind of based on a real family. Hmm. Guy, like yeah guy kept his daughter captive and fathered many children with her which the, the plot of the episode uh as an x-files episode it was taken off of there yeah for being too disturbing but you know it, that it's a- <laughs> episode of the x-files is amazing it's gross it's but it's amazing ass. yeah um yeah and and as an episode is supernatural it's fine like it doesn't add anything to mm-hmm. the the myth arc yeah um but it's i good. do yeah <laughs> What I did like about this episode is that um, they didn't they didn't make it that great of a hunt. Like they, yeah. Sam and Dean didn't do that well. They really didn't. Like they didn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. They didn't keep everyone safe. No, the uncle gets stabbed. The dog yeah. dies. Like Which I resented that. A lot. I really resented that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was, like, one of two scenes in this season I had to, like, close my eyes at. And the other mm-hmm. one was swallowing the razor blades. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Just shut my gross. eyes through that one. That was gross. Yeah. But, yeah. So, good episode. Um, and then we followed up with another Monster of the Week. They're really, like... There's a lot of them. Group these in, like, two or three at a time. Because uh, mm-hmm. the next one is the Chris Angel episode, which yeah. I loved. I love Barry Boswick. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the story again, doesn't add much to the the myth arc. Mm-hmm. It was a nice break, a nice little like breather from the angels and the demons. Yes. I think it was a fun episode. I liked the little, there was like a little theme bubble of not wanting to be hunters when they're old. Yeah. Oh, and... that was, def- yeah. Cause this episode had the conversations about like, you know, will we grow old? Yeah. And Dean thinks they're going to die before 60. And you're like, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I reject <Yeah>. you. 
Um, yeah, there, there's a little bit of Ruby in the episode, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that kind of like ties back into Sam. Sam's the one that says he doesn't want to be hunting, mm-hmm. but he's an old man. Yeah. I don't know. They just like, they're, they seed the fact that, that the Sam is a hunter and Dean as not really belonging to that life. Right. So well at certain points. And yet. And yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good episode. Kind of sad ending, but like, yeah. it worked. I mean, I think sometimes things have to end sadly. Yeah. Like, not all of their cases are going to go perfectly. Yeah. And after this, we have another flashback episode. This season is just chock full of flashbacks and what yeah. if they weren't hunter episodes. Like, it's really leaning yeah. into what if their life was different. Yeah, because this one, um, the episode's called After School Special, and they take a trip back to a high school that they went to as kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we get, like, them in that environment now, mm-hmm. Dean as the coach and Sam as the teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then we also Oh, no, get, he's an like, orderly. Like, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a janitor. Yeah. Um, they're there to investigate some deaths, but uh, it is, I don't remember where it was, but Home of the Bombers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They they apparently only went there for a month, but you know, for the fact that they went there for a month, they remember a lot of people. I know. I don't remember anyone from high school, and I went there for four years. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I was like, you you remember their names? You remember what they looked like? No. No. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we we see um young Dean being a womanizer. Obviously. With an actor that did a good job with Dean mannerisms, but I kept thinking. Isn't he only, like, five years younger than Dean when the show started? Yeah, yeah. Like, wasn't Dean, like, 24, maybe six years younger, so. Um, but yeah, and Sam as a kid, and and then we have the beginning of Sam's, like, not wanting to be a freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wants to be normal, like, juxtaposed with chugging demon blood, Sam. Yep. Yeah, Sam's got some issues, too. Yeah. But, um. Feels they, like maybe he could have used, like, a, a high school counselor who maybe yeah. has some like really funny pamphlets that would have. Yeah. And yeah. maybe like a, a show choir that he could he sing about his feelings. Somewhat something to put like his drive toward perhaps yeah. some regional competition. Yeah. Something that like focuses his, his energy on a yeah. twice a year basis. Such a shame. He didn't have something like that. Yeah. Some like friends to yeah. sing acapella together, keep them in sync. And hopefully he wouldn't have had to salt and burn any of their bones. <laughs> oh my god, what a great crossover, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all ghosts. The ghosts of McKinley. Uh, Rachel would be a shapeshifter. Yeah. No, a vampire sucking the life out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Maybe Brittany would have been the shapeshifter. Oh, I like it. I like it. She just shows up as a cat one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's cat day. Oh, because Lord Tubbington is her brother. Yeah, oh, at Fondue for Two is just the Fondue two of them for, as yeah. cat eating. Obviously. All right. <laughs> Sorry, wrong pod. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good, useful episode. Sam got his moment. We got mm-hmm. to see a little bit of them being like a bit softer. Yep. Or at least Sam. Yeah. Really being just. You know, In his shorts. Yeah. It's really about the short shorts. Yep. Um, I did, I did sort of, I don't know. Dean referencing I spit on your grave while making out with a girl <laughs> kind of made me go, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? That's that's a movie about rape for sure. Well, he's not the smartest duck sometimes. I mean, Dean Winchester is super intelligent. 
emotionally intelligent? Mm, questionable. Does he know how to talk to girls? I don't know. Man. Does he know how to talk to Cass? Eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, I did like the gay reference in this episode um, because Dean is subbing in for a teacher mm-hmm. that he says is getting married in Massachusetts, which at the time mm. was like the only state where gay marriage was legal. Mm-hmm. Subtle. It's not, it's not a reference that would translate to anyone younger watching it now, but yeah, right. that recently gay marriage was not a thing in every state. Yeah. Yeah. Subtle. Subtle. I liked yeah. it. See, Supernatural had gay characters. <laughs> that one. They're marveling it. They, they, <laughs> they, like, oh yeah, that character who they, is just off screen. They marveled before Marvel. Totally gay. <laughs> yeah. Marvel saw this and was like, we could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this does lead into the Siren episode. Yes. Yes. Where apparently Dean Siren is a dude. Yep. <laughs> and I remember this episode happening. I did not remember that it happened like in season four. Mm, mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. As soon as I realized which episode it was, I was like, oh, this is gay. No, mm-hmm. they're brothers. Like, that's what Dean wants. Mm-hmm. Brothers, not the attractive yeah. guy. This episode doesn't do much for the series. It's more of a character driven episode. Yeah. Um. But what's happening here is there's, uh, you know, men are getting pulled in by a siren who um, can read minds and they know what you want the most. So they cloak themselves in an illusion based on what they've read from your minds. Now, no one else in this episode has a siren that is anything other than sexual or romantic. No, like that is it. Like that is the what the siren does works at a strip club so that they Uh can become whatever the person wants sexually. Now, why the fuck would Dean's be any different? Yeah. His siren was still a dude. And the quote was like, I gave him what he needed. It wasn't just some bitch in a G string, which again, why a bitch? Yeah. It was you, a little brother that looked up to him. Like you didn't, it was still a dude. Like also they didn't have any kind of like, brother i mean there was no brotherly see the oh he you know needed a little brother to look up to him if they made the siren like a 12 year old boy or something Uh yeah like a chance to raise sam again Uh uh-huh and do it in a way that's a a fully grown man Mm -hmm. yep not a little brother nope um what the siren does here though is it pits the two of them against each other and we we get some truth bombs we get get a lot of truth telling here which i think is what kind of the point of this episode was um dean is yelling at sam that he's sick of the lies and the secrets and sam is telling dean that he's the better hunter that he's smarter and stronger and that he's willing to do the things that dean is too scared and too weak to do um which on both sides they're not wrong in their own stance Mm-hmm. Like, Dean is sick of being lied to about what Sam is getting up to with Ruby. And I think Sam does think he's a better hunter than Dean. I'm like, maybe he is, but... Maybe he is, because I think Dean's yeah. fucking tired of being a hunter. Yeah. Dean's been doing it for a lot more years than yeah. Sam. Yeah. And, like, is Sam more willing to go after more dangerous things? Maybe, but... Maybe that just makes him dumb. Like, maybe that yeah. makes him reckless. 
Yeah, I, so, I would definitely say reckless. Yeah. Um, also, he's got less of a concern for his actions impacting other people, which is a very John Winchester thing in a yes. not great way. Especially now that he's got Ruby, who is a literal demon egging him on. <laughs> yeah. Although he thinks that Ruby is on his side, so he doesn't, you know. Obviously, at the end of this episode, they try to act like they're 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 all good, but but yeah. they're not, and they haven't been good this entire season. Nope, and it's not going to get any better. No, anytime soon. does not get any better. Um, not even uh, not even when the Reapers go on holiday and in the next yeah um, episode. Yeah, we get a couple of uh, like return characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Tessa, who I really liked from season two. I think so. I can't remember if I'm... I think uh, it's two. Yeah. It's technically two and three because it was the end of season two, the beginning of season one. It was okay, the yeah. finale and then the first episode. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked Tessa. Well, she tells him that she's the one, or he's Dean is the one who got away. Because yeah. oh, so Tessa's a Reaper. Yeah, if you forgot, if if you. Um, if people are not watching these at the same time um but it is a reminder that dean should have died yes he is just like racking up the tally marks under the escaped death column yep yep so i guess going to hell didn't really escape death he just you know uno reversed it he (laughs) uno reversed it uh that's a good point it's a good call it's good good joke um Uh, yeah we also have pamela back Oh, poor Pamela. I know. <laughs> Jesus, this poor lady. God, she deserves so much better. At she... least she got to be bitter and pissed off about it. Yes, 100%. Because in this episode, Pamela dies. Because, like, the, the plot of the episode is that there's a town and people aren't dying. Mm-hmm. So yep. Pamela gets some injuries and then doesn't die. And then suddenly they kind of save the day and return the Reaper to, like, reaping all the souls. Mm-hmm. And then Pam dies. Yeah. It's just bullshit. She is salty as fuck about it. And I was cheering her on. Like, absolutely, you should not have helped these two men. They definitely led to your actual death. Yeah. First she lost her eyes. (laughs) First her eyeballs. Then her life. And then her whole life. Yep. Um, Sucks. But yeah, and we have Alistair in this episode. Ugh. That guy's voice is... It is. It is not the actor's actual voice, though, because he started in a show called Sanctuary that I liked a lot. Hmm. He was the villain slash love interest to the lead. It's an Amanda Tapping show. All right. All right. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I found him creepy in that show, but you were supposed to. But mm-hmm. the voice was definitely not the same. So, okay. I guess good acting, <laughs> but also eh, you made a choice. It was a choice. Everyone's making voice choices yeah. on Supernatural, and some are okay, and then others are like, Ugh. Speaking of our angel that swallowed gravel, um, <laughs> Cass saying to Dean, you're different. He is different. Angel, angel baby in love. Imagine you're a human who is so different that you are changing an angel. No wonder they have the most fix on Definitely. AO3. Yeah, that is some powerful emotions right there and imagine you're the you're the writer and you don't even know what you're doing <laughs> like we need to How? we need to talk to the writers like do you even know what you're doing you did this great like you were the monkey at the <laughs> keyboard, keyboard that managed to get it right <laughs> just tip type it away and you're like you're different and he means something else but those two actors are up there fucking around and like making something else 
any other actors, you'd be like, this is a totally different show with totally different meanings. I know this one is, um, it's pretty like just to compare it. Like I read the fic for Teen Wolf and then yeah, I watch you the show do. and I'm like, these fan fiction writers, I love them so much, mm-hmm. but they are not watching the same show I am. <laughs> no, no, with Supernatural, like they, they are actually, mm-hmm. they are watching the same show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except for that last episode. Oh, yeah. No. Obviously. <sighs> well, speaking of the angels, someone's someone's out there killing them. Yes, that's the thing that's happening. Which um, I do love an episode that opens with um, Cass instead of ending with him. Yeah. And uh, what a powerful baby. He's <laughs> just yep. so beautiful. Honestly, like this era of Misha Collins is like choice. He is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm beautiful he makes a very striking angel which yes was necessary yeah Mm -hmm. um so Cass and and Uriel show back up in uh Dean and Sam's room because they need Dean's help getting Alistair to name who it is who is killing the angels which means they need Dean to inflict torture on Alistair, which is a big ask to ask of your, yeah. your new boyfriend. I guess I'm pretty new in the relationship too. Like the, so the thing about this episode that I was a little unsure about is that we find out that Dean tortured people in hell. Mm-hmm. Does Cass know that? Yes. Okay. Cause I couldn't tell if I like missed something there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Cass knows it, and so Dean has his lines about, like, you can't ask me, you can't ask me to do this. Um, And Cass says, this is too much to ask, I know, but we have to ask it. So I, yeah, okay. I did just miss some, some dialogue there. Yeah. He's, he's got his, for, for a celestial being who is ambivalent and indifferent to humanity, he, uh, he's got a big soft spot for Dino. Yep. But Wait. he he must do what he must. Um the fact that in this episode Alistair says it was supposed to be John breaking the first seal, mm. which is something we find out that Dean did. Um can you imagine if Cass and John had had <laughs> Yeah. Would would Cass have been quite so fond No. Of John Winchester now. Absolutely not. He I don't think he would have rebuilt him quite the same. No. Been some pieces missing. What did you do to your son? <laughs> yep. And I would have appreciated that. That would have been amazing to watch. Um, Cass does also reveal to Dean that his his uppers in the angelic echelon have begun to question his sympathies. <laughs> and that he's been getting too close to the humans in his charge. Which which is Dean. That he's, he's too close to Dean. He says the humans, but it's Dean. It's and only he, Dean. He's not close to any other humans. No. Is only Dean. Um, yeah. This, however, is the episode where we find out that Sam is uh, is drinking demon blood. And that's where his souped up powers are coming from. And that it's Ruby who is encouraging him to do so. Okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. Ruby is, you know, she's an interesting character. You never quite know. She spent this entire season seeming to help sam stop lilith like that is her apparent drive so why 
question the demon blood other than it being icky yeah. um but uh, i think we should be questioning the demon blood um but yes to return to the seals and cass and dean and everyone's feeling their feels the alistair reveals that the first seal among these 66 was broken when a righteous man shed blood in hell which is getting a little poetic here but that is yeah. when dean agreed to get off the rack and start torturing other people and i think i think dean really needed that guilt on top of um everything else that happened right yeah i think i think he really needed to hear that i, I mean i don't think he i don't think he had enough going on in his life um so uh, somehow all of the angel sigils and whatnot that were holding alistair in this chamber start to um get washed away a little bit and alistair gets free and ends up beating the shit out of dean before Cass comes to the rescue um it was just me or does Cass get impaled on rebar during this fight scene yeah he does yeah okay I saw that and I was like, I'm no, sorry. I wondered if that was like a poetic moment or yeah. no, yeah. really there's just too much rebar laying around. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I tried to pause it and I was like, is that a motherfucking piece of rebar that they just yeah. put that angel on? Am yeah. I watch? Am I seeing that? Okay. Okay. Too soon, even though it happened. 15 years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so um, in this fight, uh alistair admits that it's not the demons lilith is not behind the seals right all of this and then sam goes ahead and kills alistair with his souped up yeah. powers dean because, you know why not that's absolutely gonna reassure your brother who's very worried about you yes definitely 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 um i i did like dean in the hospital when Cass can clearly heal him mm-hmm I, I was Cass is just like nah just like not this time but oh like all right um we we do find out that uriel is the one who broke the the devil's trap that was holding alistair back yeah um we find out all about his like greedy little plan to raise his brother yes turns out uriel is the one who's been killing angels who refuse to help him bring on the apocalypse because he he hates humans and wants to raise lucifer to have a a big old showdown also i think is this the episode where he says there's no god uh i think so yeah well actually it has to be because has to be because he (laughs) because he dies in this one because because he does yeah yeah just like the first little bit of foreshadowing there yeah yeah there's just a lot there. So, you know, this whole season has a lot of monster of the week episodes, but it also has a lot of fucking lore. Yeah, And they, they cram a lot, like a lot happened in this episode. We could have two hours on just this episode. Yeah. So honestly, like, we were talking about, like, we got to keep this episode under an hour. We should cut this episode under an hour. And we're like, it's not going to be under an hour. No, <laughs> like, too much, too much like in it. Like they just really cram a lot into the angels fighting against the demons but some angels are fighting with the demons but not really because some angels want to raise lucifer but for other reasons beyond the demons but because they want 
the because they don't like humans to because the reasons because God, but there is no God, but only because only four angels have ever seen God, but who really knows? But faith, but no, oh, fuck me. Yeah, <sighs> these guys right, need I Netflix. So we have been given a lot of information about the angels and the demons and the sigils and Lucifer. And then we just take a hard fucking left into a episode where the Winchesters aren't hunters yet again. I mean, an extremely sharp turn into this. Like when the episode started, I literally had to pause and look at the menu to make sure that I Mm -hmm. hadn't missed something. Uh, which you realize not too long into it, this is very clearly a like something fishy's going on mm-hmm. type of setup. But yep, I definitely had a moment where I was like, "Uh, yes." We uh we meet Dean Smith, director of sales and marketing. Who uh, he's a, he's different because he eats a salad. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> then we also meet Sam Wesson, who works in IT. Which means we have Smith and Wesson. Yes. Oh, clever, clever Cle- writer. Yes, clever, clever, clever girl. Um, so uh, you know, Sam is having dreams of supernatural shit. Meanwhile, Dean is just trying to climb that corporate ladder, and I think with his, <laughs> with his really ugly clothes. Yes. Um, and um, you know this. This is because. Dean is the one who wants out of hunting. Yes. Sam is the one who's having memories of their real lives because Dean is the one who's just like, I'm going to eat my fucking kale salad and drink my smoothie and uh, do my little markety marking because fuck it. This is fine. I mean, Sam approaches Dean and basically Dean is just like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Dean's just like, nope to do to do. There's probably a cute guy named Cass on uh, the third floor. And I'm going to find a way to hit that. Cass works in securities. And... Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 He also started there three weeks ago, but I'm going to get in that. Yep. Um, so obviously weird shit starts happening in this uh, office building. I do love that they end up on ghost facers to do research. Yes. I did like that. <laughs> that, that was funny. A nice callback. It was a um, nice callback. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they solve a ghost hunt without being... Um, Ghostbusters, but um, the the mask comes off when his boss, when when Dean's boss is revealed to be Zachariah, another angel who is Cass's superior. And this was a life lesson to prove to Sam and Dean that the path they're on is is their chosen destiny. And again, this is kind of like when Dean sent um, or Cass sent Dean into the past. Like you couldn't have. Could have just told them like you had to really, yeah. yeah, you had to fuck up their entire life just to. Sometimes they take that long way around. They really did. The angels are just like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a job in corporate to prove to them that they need to be hunters. I'm like, all they're, right, they're like the equivalent of like being told you have to fill out a form and print it and bring it in somewhere instead of just emailing it. <laughs> they're like, no, no, there is a way things are done. It doesn't matter the time yeah. things are done. You fill out a job application and you submit your PDF resume and then you still have to fill in the boxes. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Um, so, you know, they are destined to be hunters and I'm sure Dean in his heart of hearts is just dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but this does take us to the monster at the end of the book, which is where we yeah. 
we go super meta natural and we discover the comic book series titled supernatural which um like i i forgot a lot about this episode mm mm-hmm. mhm I like the funny parts. I like the Sesame Street homage with the name. Mm. <laughs> because I think mm-hmm. most 90s kids probably had that book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The, um, and and the, the episode is really a good um, kind of a take on the book. Yeah. <laughs> on the last page, Grover discovers that he is the monster. He's the monster the whole time. <sighs> a better story than some episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean... This is our first meta episode of Supernatural. Yeah. We will later get a lot more. And I think I think the meta episodes will actually get a lot meaner in some ways. Like we can yeah. talk. I think we should probably have like a whole episode dedicated to the fan fiction episode. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. That's, that's going to deserve it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked in the past about what what things will deserve their own special episodes of this podcast. And I think that episode does, because by mm-hmm. that point, they'll have really met fandom and I know I've got my little fan phenomena supernatural book. We've got some essays we've started reading and, you know, what fandom is like and how the actors approach it. And I think you can see some of that in the fan fiction episode. But this one is just really the beginnings of the show's relationship to its fan base. And, it, you know, it, it comes out in lines like the book didn't sell a lot of copies. It's more of an underground cult following like. That's just the ratings, right? They're just talking about the ratings yeah. of the show. Um, but then uh, there's lines about um, there are fans of the series, all the fur fans. They sure do complain a lot. Like, all right. Oh, there were definitely, yeah. There like, were some very obvious, like, mm-hmm. messages directly to fans. Also the Wincess reference. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Calling out slash fic. Like, yeah. all right, come on. Which is funny because this had to have been written before people... Like before the the writers and creators really knew that Cass and Dean were going to be like such a thing. I would. Yeah, I would think so. Like Wincess would have been like the big thing. They thought mm-hmm. they were addressing like what was going to be the dominating factor. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah. Yep. Who knows? But the real the real um, villain yeah. I don't, villain yeah. here is uh, we meet Chuck Shirley. And Chuck is writing the supernatural books as they happen. Under, yeah, under the, the pen name Carver Edlund, yep. uh, which is a combination of the names of two of the supernatural writers. Mm-hmm. Which really gets you around some issues of trying to get names okay yeah. by legal. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they're just our names. Like, all right, I guess that's fine. Um, yeah, we, we meet Chuck, who is currently. A prophet of the Lord who is writing the Winchester gospel (laughs) that Cass seems to think will someday be read by people as if it's a real gospel, which again, like real, whatever, but you know what I mean? Um, Um, We do get a bit of Cass defying, not exactly orders, but like mm -hmm. defying the way things are supposed to be. Yes. In, in helping Dean try and handle Lilith. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the, the prediction is that Lilith and Sam are going to sleep together. Because, like, what do these guys do if not sleep with any woman in an episode? Yeah. Yeah. Or anything that takes on a female body. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because, like, angels and demons, like, are they women or are they just... Yeah. It's 
interesting question. But yeah. yeah. Cass, Cass is not allowed to just step in and save mm-hmm. the day. So he has to like wink, wink, nod, nod, uh, explain why he can't and and give Dean the key to save Sam. I save him from an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save him. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean, I guess at least she's not a spooky little girl anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely would have made it worse. Mhm. Yes, his uh if if an archangel were to appear, if something were to happen, I think, is this the first time Dean prays to Cass, though? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Doesn't get down on his knees, but it's good enough. That comes later. Um, yeah, so, again, we get a lot of lore all of a sudden. We get a prophet. We get, he is the mouthpiece for the word of God. Archangels. Lilith is now a tall, skinny blonde. Uh, Chuck has seen the end, so he knows what's going to happen. Um, everything Chuck writes comes true, even if they try to prevent it. It just happens a little differently. Yeah. Um, and that kind of sucks. How do we, do we like Chuck Shirley? Is he funny? Is he annoying? What do we think? Are we tainted by the fact of him later? Yeah, I think think I'm tainted by the fact of him later. I think me too. I think, you know, watching it the first time around, it was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. There's like this weird guy in his underwear who's kind of a slob and... Oh, he's writing the supernatural books and he knows everything. But now it's just like, I, fuck this yeah. guy. <laughs> I do remember the first time around loving like the episode and the concept when mm-hmm. like I literally didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, painted now. And now it's just like, brr, <laughs> kill him. Yep. But yeah, we go from Chuck to jump the shark. <laughs> Which is what he didn't want to do. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he named an episode after it. Yep. But yeah, yeah we have yet another John Winchester backstory episode. Yep, yep. He's not in it even in, well, I guess he's, his like pictures are in it, but um, they rely on the, the diary, the journal. <laughs> the journal. It's a diary. It's a diary. <laughs> yeah. Your diary met a demon today. <laughs> so fetch. Felt some sparks. <laughs> Felt some sparks. Uh, yep. Well, we have a poor, poor Adam Milligan here calls up one of the bat phones looking for John Winchester, claiming to be his son. Yep. That's awkward. It really is. And Dean is having no part of it. Like, Dean is... Dean's super pissed. Yes. As well, he should be, because apparently Adam got a a nice upbringing. Yeah. Took him to a freaking baseball game. He got a baseball game. He's so jealous. It was so cute. Um, you know, there's there's a case that happens here, but the the case is not the important part of this episode. No. Um, the important part of this episode is that uh, they're already dead. Mm-hmm. And that's so sad. Adam, Adam, and his mother, Kate, are uh, are already dead and are ghouls. Yeah. Um. So- and like that fucking sucks. Like, hey, you've got a half brother. He's dead. Yeah. It's Sorry. It's about par for the course for them, but like it is like th- this episode really does serve to drive home the like family aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't really make things better between Sam and Dean, but like for a few minutes no. there, they're yeah distracted by surprise sibling. Yeah, surprise sibling. Um, they give him a hunter's burial because he was in fact their brother. And then D- Dean kind of 
harsh burn, but Dean tells Sam that he's more like John than he'll ever yeah. be. And I was like, ow. <laughs> yeah. It's cruel. I mean, kind of right, though. Like, yeah. Sam was all about, like, oh, great, you're going to be another little soldier. Mm hmm. Yep. Time to yep. teach you how to kill things. Yep. Hey, you're four. Here's a gun. <laughs> that was definitely John with Dean. But it did have to, like, burn to know that John had a son that he <laughs> wanted to keep safe and apart from all of that. I know. He got band-aids for his boo-boos and he didn't yeah. get a gun and he went yep. to school. He probably got what a, cake. What a he got clean clothes, education, probably has money in a bank account. Doesn't have to hook for money. Adam never had to blow truck drivers. Nope. Well, we don't think. Yeah. You know. If he did, it was a choice. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to do it for laundry money. Yep. It's just just mean but yeah um really just like kind of backstory episode mm -hmm. kind of monster of the week episode yep where the brother is the monster yeah brother monster monster brother um and then we take another another curveball into cast cast territory where um, misha gets to play character number two jimmy novak and gets to use something closer to his real voice yes mm-hmm um, we, we open <laughs> page one, we open Dean fishing off a dock, peaceful lake sidebar. I mean, um, it's a very nice opening. It's a very nice opening. It's very peaceful. Um, Cass coming to Dean in his dreams, mm -hmm. telling him they have to meet somewhere and he's got something to tell him. Because of course, when Cass finds out something huge and shocking, his first thought is shit, gotta go tell the human. Mm hmm. My human. Yes, just just his human. Just his human. Um, unfortunately, when the Winchesters get to the warehouse, it's uh, torn apart and Cass is not there. It is only Jimmy. And props to Misha Collins. You can tell that it's not Cass. You can tell yeah, it's Jimmy. You really can. It's a, it's a big difference. Unfortunately, Jimmy Novak wants to fucking go home to his wife. Yes. Um, and his kid. He's got a kid. He's got a daughter. His I daughter feel so Claire. bad for Jimmy this entire episode. I know. I really I mean, like this episode. It does seem like Jimmy was a bit of a Jesus freak, so yes, yes, theoretically not a character I would have loved a lot, but you know, in the no. context of this show, I fine. Mm -hmm. Big ups to Sam, who was supposed to be keeping watch to go get a demon blood fix, which lets Jimmy sneak out while Dean's sleeping. So good job, Sam. Um, <laughs> like, um. But yeah, we get some flashbacks of Jimmy um, praying to heaven and Cass that, you know, he wants more from his religious life, I guess, that he he wants this um, possession that he considers it a blessing um, and his acceptance of becoming a vessel for the angel. Um Obviously, his wife thinks this is horseshit. As she should. I mean, um, maybe it's true, but it still sounds like it should be horseshit. Yep, yep. It's really hard to fault someone when your yep. partner is like, I am possessed by an angel. Yep. And in no way does that sound crazy. Um, Anna shows up to tell the Winchesters that really what happened here is Cass got dragged back to heaven to be reprogrammed. So that's a problem. But having Jimmy uh, show back up with his family after how long? A year? How long has he been? 
Um, I forget how long he's been gone. Yeah, I think it's been a year. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she says that they think that he's been dead. Yeah. Uh, it's a problem here because, you know, demons and angels have been looking for for Cass because to have the the vessel of someone who is possessed by an angel is kind of a big get for the demons. Yeah. So uh, everyone gets a little bit kidnapped. And when all is said and done, uh, Cass has been a little... A little, a little brain slapped by his time in heaven. Yeah. When, when Cass re-enters Jimmy, Cass, Cass comes back into Jimmy after some fights with the demons, after some renegotiating the terms of their agreement of, uh, of possession. And I think at this point, Jimmy is, is now dead, like dead, dead. He got, he gets shot. Um, yeah. So um... I think, I think if Cass were to leave the vessel again, Jimmy would die. I think is the situation we're at yeah because Cass, when he in claire mm-hmm. like possessing claire he, he basically uh lays it all out for jimmy mm-hmm. yeah which i mean is very sad but i'm it's very sad. also rather attached to that vessel so good yes good yes the shipping would be yeah over a little, little bit different a little bit mm-hmm. not not great not great um but now that things are set to rights-ish, um, Jimmy's family is safe. Claire is um, ruined by all of this, but we'll come back to her in a few seasons. Um, you know, Dean asks Cass what he was going to tell him at the beginning of the episode, but Cass has been reprogrammed by heaven and tells Dean that he does not serve man and that he doesn't serve Dean. I mean, you tell yourself whatever you need to sleep at night. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Um, but now it's time to deal with Sam. Um, Bobby calls and they trick Sam into getting locked into the panic room that's in uh, Bobby's house. Which I think maybe they should have done earlier. Yeah. I mean, that, that really, if that was an option, why did that not come into play sooner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this was, if this was allowable, I think maybe it needed to happen sooner, but here we are. Um, so yeah, they're going to detox Sam off of demon blood in the panic room. Yeah. Which Sam's not a fan of. No. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be a fan either, but. No, no. Um, he's not happy about it. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of hallucinations. Um, he has a lot of visions of Dean calling him a monster. Which is really his biggest fear throughout this season is that is Dean seeing him as a monster. Yeah, or just in general, like he wants to be normal. Like we mm-hmm. saw that in the flashback episode where he was a kid. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be the freak, but at the same time, he got that John Winchester attitude of like doing literally whatever it takes to reach the end goal. Yep, yep. Even if it's um harmful to himself and others yeah Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like especially if it's harmful to himself and others yeah it's almost like that's the party trick yeah like oh is this bad let's do it yeah let's do it i'm sorry am i gonna hurt myself and stress out everyone around me yeah okay i'm in Mm -hmm. love it um Cass is there trying to uh i don't even know if he's trying to be helpful he's uh yeah i don't know if he's he's trying to make the situation better 
but the angels think that it's Dean who will kill Lilith. And I'm not going to say that Cass tricks Dean into marrying him in this episode, but it sure does sound like some wedding vows. Yeah, I mean, we can't prove that that's not what happened. Yeah. I mean, it's like a call and response thing of like, I give myself wholly to serve God and you. Like, it's pretty hot. We find out, you know, 10 years later that really all he had to do was be like, you in? (laughs) He has to just improvise the rest of it because he wanted it on record. He wanted it on record in front of man and God, Dean Dean. Winchester saying, (laughs) I vow. (laughs) <laughs> and Dean's very put out when he realizes he didn't actually have to sign that certificate written in angel in, language either. In, in angel blood, yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait, I didn't, <laughs> fuck. What do you mean half the bunker belongs to you now? Shit. I love it. In his defense, none of his identification is real. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. None of his ID cards are real, so who knows? How was Cass supposed to know that forging and bribery aren't how you get things done? (laughs) He learned how to be human. Uh, um, mm, It's rough. So we also, we have Rufus calling Bobby in this episode. Oh, Rufus. That's right. Um, I like Rufus. I do too. I I, I wish he'd had, (laughs) maybe I wish he'd had more of a part. It didn't work out well having Pamela back though. So maybe- Rufus needs to communicate via only phone call. Yeah, I think it's safer for him that way, honestly. Um, Yep. We're really building up to a big um, battle here. Um, Yep. Sam Sam gets out of the panic room. Well, because Cass lets him. Yeah. Cass says it was his orders to let Sam out of the panic room. Cass Uh, follows orders. Cass follows orders. To a certain... Yeah, to to a degree. Um, Sam hits up with Ruby because that's, uh, that's what he wants and gets a good stiff drink of demon blood to get ready for this fight. And Uh, Ruby admits to him that they are getting down to the final seals and that Lucifer's first is who has to break the final seal is what she says. This would have been information that someone could have mentioned. Yes. It feels like these seals are continuously like. Oh, here's a little bit more about them. Oh, here's a little bit more about them. Mm-hmm. And a, maybe someone should have just said, like, here's the list of things we need to do. There's always just a little bit more information. Just write a tutorial out. A yeah. Wiki. The wiki, the the yeah. 66 seals wiki. Yeah. I'm sure there is now, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the page on the 66 seals mm-hmm. is, like, epic. Um, Dean obviously finds them and tries to convince Sam as he has for seasons now that Ruby sucks and is just mm-hmm. fucking with him. Sam does not agree. I mean, and the think, two, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I think based on this season and going forward, Dean wins best um, supernatural creature, significant other prize. Mm. Yes. I think you're correct. I think you're correct. And, and a bit of a night. I told you so. Yeah. Um, they, they fight over, as kind of they have done obliquely, over who is the stronger of the two to kill Lilith. Like, who's the chosen one? Who's the leader? Who's the better hunter? Dean flat out calls Sam a monster um, and not to come back if he walks out that door. Which is that's a bold statement um, when you've got it is a bold statement. 11 seasons of a TV show left. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, we um we get to the finale here. 
Yes, which I did not remember. I mean, I kind of remembered mm-hmm. like parts of it. Yeah. But I didn't actually remember at what point it ended and the next season began. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we get a little um, a little backstory that the St. Mary's convents and it's back to old yellow eyes and mm-hmm. um, that the door to Lucifer's cage is at this convent. And um, we get some more garbage about a very special child and all of that. Um, yeah. We, uh, we also learn via Zachariah that Dean is... The, the angels don't want to stop the, the yeah. apocalypse because they are convinced. Which we kind of, we kind of should have seen coming from Uriel. Yeah, Uriel wasn't exactly helping the situation yeah but they think the angels are going to win and defeat lucifer and that that will bring out a paradise on earth so let's yeah and like eh, fuck humans so it's fine and and that dean is chosen as the righteous man it's just that he's chosen to stop lucifer not lilith Mm -hmm. they've just kind of been lying a lot like a lot a lot lots of lies by omission yeah yeah um kind of a dick move but like it's cool he's you know dean takes this really well mm-hmm. like really well he's such a well-adjusted guy yeah yeah um so um this whole time dean has been like trapped in a weird building with burgers and beer and like yeah. a <laughs> highly deck he's like he's in a palace or some shit with burgers i don't really know where they kept him or like why they thought that was a good room for him. Um, yeah, I liked Cass saying like he was sorry it was ending like this, and Dean just punching him in the face. I mean, yeah, you kind of deserved it. He really did. Mm. And they do have a very interesting conversation about, um, you know, destiny being a bunch of horseshit, and that it's just a way to keep humans and angels in line. And Cass asking Dean about what of humanity is so worth saving and like what about the nature of humanity is worth it with pain and guilt and all of that versus being uh, i think he says a stepford bitch in heaven yep but so kind of are i mean they are i feel like it says something that most of the people as soon as they kind of snap out of that obey, obey every order are like mm-hmm. wait maybe hell has more going on yeah maybe maybe, maybe, maybe. It's a little better. Lucifer or, you know, none of them are like, oh, no, wait, this is actually the better option. I like this better. Yep. Yep. Not wrong. So, um, uh, we also have Sam killing essentially a demon slash innocent woman just so we can drink her blood. Yes. Yeah. He does do that, which it's just another day in the life of Sam Winchester. Um, they, they do go get, there's some other stuff that happens in this whole thing, but really it comes down to confronting Lilith and Ruby. Yes. Not knowing what Dean knows. Yes. Sam, because Sam has refused to listen to anybody, but Ruby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that serves him very well because, uh, yeah, it turns out Ruby does not have the same motives that Sam did. Nope. Did and was also withholding information from him. Yep. The whole time. Yep. yep. Because Lilith's death 
is the final seal. So, yeah, obviously, Ruby was gung-ho about Sam killing Lilith. Yep. Just didn't mention that that wasn't going to stop anything. It was just going to trigger something. Like, she wasn't wasn't lying. She did want Sam to kill Lilith. And she was making him stronger. Yeah, yeah. She just didn't want it for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. She's got some some definite like ego tripping going on about how she's the best because mm-hmm. only Lilith and her knew. Yep. Yep. Yes. Um, Dean does get to to kill Ruby, which I'm sure makes him super happy because he hates her. Made me happy to see. Yes. I didn't even dislike Ruby that much throughout the season. I didn't either. But no. from Dean's perspective, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you earned that one too. He did. He got he got his his stabbing on. Um, but unfortunately, a portal springs open. Yeah. Um, and then the Jesus. season ends. So uh, that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. My summary of the whole scene is basically just like angels are dicks. Angels are dicks. And Sam is kind of a dick too. Yeah. Yeah. And therapy for Dean. Yeah. There's a lot of um, not talking to each other about yeah. important things. Yeah, they really, really wanted to, like, emphasize that wedge between Sam and Dean because mm-hmm. of the sort of, like, opposite sides they were taking. I yes. mean, Dean with his angel baby and <laughs> Sam with his demon, demon girlfriend. Yep. Dealer, whatever. His demon dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, for a show that's centered around two brothers, at some point they had to break them up and put them on opposing paths, right? Um, what are our big our big notes on season four of Supernatural? I love Cass. Yes, obviously. And Cass loves Dean. Yes. He doesn't know it yet. He's not no, he quite doesn't. capable of love yet. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. He is learning. He is learning to He's love. He's learning emotions. Yes. And attachment. I think his current emotion is, huh? Yes. <laughs> confusion human danger why he's in that like emotional puberty stage where he's having weird tingles in his like heart in his heart space yes doesn't really know what it is doesn't really like it feels Mm -hmm. a little weird feels a little tingly just gonna try and ignore it for now i always appreciate a character who's only supposed to have a few episode arc who is so popular that they're like well we can't kill them yes I mean, they try. He was supposed to have been killed off in episode 16 on the head of mm-hmm. a pin, but uh, he was too popular and too hot. Yep. So they upgraded him to a series regular in season five. And then they tried to kill him again in season five, and he survived that. <laughs> and then they tried to kill him again in season seven, <laughs> and it didn't work. Nope. Nope. Sci-fi did. Always sci-fi did. Yep. Yep. Um, Cass, though... Um, also comes with a whole bunch of like themes of his own because what did we say? It was like his third appearance. Maybe he's already talking about free will. Yeah. Where he's supposed to be an angel with faith and obedience and all of this kind of shit. And he's like, I think it's in episode seven where he's already talking about choice when they want to smite the whole town to kill a single witch. And he's like, I don't have a choice. And Dean's like, of course you have a choice. 
Like he's they're already having these conversations. Like he's not a fucking angel. Again, the impression's spot on. Thank you, thank you. Um, I've really I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos to really um, work yeah. on my impressions, dude. Just need some pie and some busty Asian babes. <laughs> and uh, your nice Halloween costume. Um, yeah, we have Cass and his free will. Yep. Um, especially like how it kind of contrasts to Uriel, who has discovered slash believes there is no God. So, you know, he can kind of make his own rules. Right. And yeah. Anna, who is defiant in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like God's angels are kind of all over the place. Yeah. A little bit of a clusterfuck there. Aren't they supposed to be the sentinels of heaven? And like, I mean, as we'll learn, though, heaven is a fucking fuck show. Yes. It's not doing well. But when you meet God, kind of makes sense why it's such a nightmare up there. But I do, I appreciate that with Cass comes not only uh, a love interest, I mean, another character, but a a whole new sense of choice and free will. And you've already got Dean struggling with what's his, what's his purpose. Yeah. And then we get the episodes where he literally has no free will in them, like being sent back in time to like watch his parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying his absolute best to save the day only to find out like nothing he would do matters. Yeah. That absolutely no action he could have taken would have made a difference. A dick move on the angels' parts. Yeah. And then it's kind of the same way with Chuck. I mean, they're trying desperately to, you know, counter what Chuck has written, but everything ends up happening anyway, just in a different way. Yep. Which is kind of the anti-free will. Yeah. I mean, the the season plays a lot with that, especially for Dean and Cass and the whole, mm-hmm. like, angels, God thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is the difference between a man and an angel? Wings, probably. Um, according to, is it Dean? Um, Junk. <laughs> junkless, yeah. Called the, was it Uriel he called Junkless? Yeah. Notice he didn't call Cast Junkless. Yeah. <laughs> He's too invested in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dean, you silly fool. Um, and they do have their fight at the end of what's even the definition of what's right and wrong and who's worth saving, because Dean always feels like he's not worth saving, which that's... Cass's entire purpose was to go into hell and rescue him. Yeah. And then we have Sam trying to do what he thinks is right Mm -hmm. in the most reckless way. Yep. Not taking anyone else's advice and being just like his father. And like I think Sam also wants to feel important. Yeah, yeah. He I think he definitely wants to save the day. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to think that the things that happened to him to make him like who he are can be used for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Unfortunately for him. Well, I wonder too if like Dean was out there hunting while Sam had fucked off from the family business and gone to school. And if mm-hmm. he feels like he has to catch up or if he feels like he is a step behind from Dean. I don't know. I don't know why he, other than the needs of the plot, would feel like Dean is a better hunter. You know? Yeah, I mean... Sam is also the one that had the choice to walk away and took it. Yes. Yeah. So like, if Dean is a better hunter, it's literally because Sam said, I don't want this life and was allowed to do that. Whereas mm-hmm. Dean doesn't feel like he ever had a choice. Right. He didn't get to go to college and he didn't get any friggin' baseball games. <laughs> he didn't get any baseball. No cake. 
No. No one had any birthdays. Sam never had to strip for dinner. No. Your brother did that for you. Sam never had to kill any gay nuns. Did you see that in the John's um, diary, hunting journal? No. Someone, I don't remember where it came from, but there's excerpts from uh, John Winchester's journal that for Dean's 17th birthday, he sent Dean on a solo hunt, which was to kill a pair of lesbian nun ghosts. I wonder why. Gee. Any kind of message Mm -mm. he was trying to send to his son. No messages there. So about that male siren. (laughs) About that. Wonder what was happening. Unrelated. Yes. Wonder why Papa John pushed them so hard. Um... But yeah, so Sam, you know, Sam's got baggage. Sam is the one who thinks that they can, like, win everything. Dean just wants to survive, but Sam's out there, like, Sam thinks they can, like, put an end to all of the bad shit in the world. He still has optimism, where Dean has spent 40 years in hell getting his guts ripped out. Yeah. Is just like, I just want a nap. Dean wants an out. Dean wants a break. Oh, yeah. I think if, I think if the angels had given Dean an out... Like, you will die doing this. Yeah. That's fine for him. But yeah, because I mean, at that point, like, just normal run-of-the-mill death would be, like, a break. Which is, like, super depressing to actually think about. But, like, that is the character they've set up with his backstory and... How many times they've died. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sam is, like, he feels different with the demon blood. And he feels like it would be best that Dean has left him behind in whichever episode that was that we talked about that all the demon blood he's drinking is turning him into a monster and he knows it even though yeah. he gets uh, a little murdery when Dean says it to his face. I mean, I would say that's why he gets murdery. Yes. Truth hurts. Too true. Truth hurts. And we have other seasons coming up where the brothers fight, but I think this is the first time they really go after each other on polar opposite um, ends of the spectrum of, of ways to deal with the, the big bad. And if you think about it, if this had been a five season show, they would have fought Lucifer in the next season. Uh, yeah. And yeah. come around to each other and then been fine at the end. Or dead. Or dead. Can't rule that one out. Oh, I mean, I don't know if at this point if they can die. Which remains a question I have for the series finale. Like, how does he... How can he even die? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, how? Doesn't death just throw them back? Like, no. I don't want this one. Yeah, really. Death be like, oh my god, just just give up. Just stop trying. Frequent flyer cards run out? Like, no, please. They've got punch cards. Like, 12 deaths, one free sandwich. Which Dean would absolutely take in love. Or Cass would take in love. Mm. Because... <laughs> mm-hmm. And he seemed like a fan of the sandwiches. Who did? That's right. He was horking down those burgers. That's another thing. Cass was not feeding poor Jimmy. No, he wasn't. Rude. The poor body was just like starving. The vessel needs snacks. Mm hmm. I think we really haven't taken into consideration like the needs of the vessel. Yeah. Someone give him a quick tutorial. Do you remember those, those dolls where you like fed it? goo and then it pooped uh, out yeah. goo like <laughs> yep <laughs> that's what i'm now thinking of with jimmy it's not entirely inaccurate it the 
It has a heart, so it needs to be pumping, but then it needs electrolytes. Maybe uh, Cass just knocking back the Soylent drinks. <laughs> I've got to have so many questions now. Fragile bones. Um, yeah, so it's kind of an action-packed season, honestly. Yeah, big into the myth, big into introducing themes that stick around for quite a while, like God and angels and <clears throat> Cass loving Dean. <laughs> Just little little themes. Yeah. I mean, the problem here with God and angels is we really don't go down from here. I mean, we've got Lucifer now. We have a prophet, we have angels, hints of God. We've really um, hit the upper uppers of our Christian mythology. But it doesn't stop them from trying. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. They really um, they really dig deep into what they can pull out of here. And I just wonder, again, if, if they could redo it, what they would have. Um, oh, that would be fascinating to know. Yeah, like where would they have what what steps would they have taken before they got to God? Um, they could they really could have like if they had known they could have pasted out so much better. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, sort of the fast forwarding of that storyline is what gave us Dean and Cass. Right. That. Yeah, I'm not going to give that up. Yeah. Mm-mm. Could have done a little more fast forwarding on some parts. Yeah. True. Like someone tell that boy you love him. He's so sad all the time. He needs a hug and like a foot rub. Yeah. A blowjob. <laughs> not necessarily in that order. No. So if you want to go in that order, like yeah. I'm not going to judge. No. It's fine. He needs someone else to cook for him. Yes. He just needs a little care and affection once in a while. Uh, the care and feeding of Dean Winchester. I swear I've read that fic. Like the title Probably sounds so of, familiar. Yeah. Or it's like the care and feeding of so-and-so is a yeah. fic that I've read. Link it in the show notes, somebody. Oh, wait, that's our job. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Shit. Yeah. So do we have any other... I mean, I want to say any other big themes, but there's like a lot of them. And honestly, we could yeah. we could go on for for days. Also, a lot of them, this is just the beginning of. Yes, we are. We have kind of at the beginning of some, some big yeah. stuff here. Actually, we'll never meet God again. It'll never come up. It'll never oh. be a storyline. Yeah. Never... <laughs> It's, it's never going to be a problem for the Winchesters ever again. How nice that we saw Chuck that one time and yeah. he never comes back either. Mm-mm. Never again. Yeah. <clears throat> it's never a concern in the world of Supernatural. Do you have any little moments that you want to highlight? I don't think so. I feel like I pretty much highlighted everything that stood out to me as we. Um, other than like. <laughs> Other than line iteming every single time um, Cass stares into Dean's eyes, I did want to point out my favorite subtitle, which oh. is in the episode, the monster movie episode, mm-hmm. when Sam and Dean are going after the shapeshifter who is currently looking like Dracula, and it just says, heroic music plays. <laughs> and I just, I just caught it and I was like, thank you. Nice. Thank you for that. Just right. her- heroic music, and heroic. I thought that yes. that was a nice, um, a nice touch. Yeah. I for like the it. for the episode, especially if you're if you really need the subtitles and you're like, yeah. yeah, you know what? It is heroic music. You're right. So that's uh, that's season four. Well, some of it anyway. Yeah. We could go on. Probably shouldn't. No, no. We'll we'll definitely be revisiting most of the highlights as we jump into season five. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. These characters ain't going anywhere. 
Nope. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. We can be found on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at SPN on the rocks. Um, I did remember. <laughs> Took me a second. Um, we also have a Patreon with our um, sister podcast, Glee on the Rocks, if you are at all interested in Glee. It's very similar to Supernatural. Absolutely. Basically weird, the same show. Basically the same show where weird shit happens to people all the time. Um, and that and can be found. Just, um... <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. Just to make it a little more interesting, we do Patreon episodes on any number of things yeah. so that if you're, are not Glee or exactly. Supernatural. So if you're less interested in Glee, but you still want more content from us, we have like 30 mini episodes, and most of them are not at all related to Glee at this point. Nope. Um, and if you want a mini episode on a certain topic, just like drop just a note, us. just tell us yeah. somewhere on the internet on email for ideas yeah uh you can email us at spn on the rocks podcast at gmail.com you can find us at a dm of your um social media account of choice i think those are probably the best ways to find us right yeah i think so oh patreon is patreon.com slash glee on the rocks because that's what we originally started with and uh, changing the name of it would be very confusing. Yes. Um, But the podcasts are related. And uh, the idea that we should just be on the rocks, on the rocks, on the rocks, on the rocks. Well, honestly, it's going to become fandom on the rocks. Yes. Yes. That, that will be our end goal because I don't think we're stopping after supernatural or glee. No, we just need to find shows with fewer seasons. Yes. Yes. I mean, Glee only has six. That's much easier. Yes, but it kills your soul. It does so. really fast. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you can catch us on the socials, and if you have ideas of other shows that you would like us to do our little recaps of, you can let us know. Um. And thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next season and the next episode. Um, where things just keep getting wilder and wilder. Um, may you all find someone who will raise you from perdition. That's really nice. That's a nice sentiment. You've been listening to Supernatural on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts, who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and more at SPN on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and more. So until next time, this has been The Road That Was. Mm-hmm.